0: Hey, you're listening to Podcast Rewind with Erica Jarvis and Amy Randolph. This is the podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Enjoy!
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of Podcast Rewind. I'm one half of your host, Erica Jarvis, coming to you live. And I'm the other host, Amy Randolph,
0: coming to you live from Tybee Island, Georgia. We're on location for Rewinders. On location and on vacation. And on vacation. Still working for y'all, though. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And we have a special treat. Best friend of the podcast is our special guest today, Beth Schaefer-Kervilla.
2: Hi. So glad to be here, guys. Thanks so much for having me. We are so, so happy to have you here. I almost just said Beth Schaefer, because
0: that's your maiden name, and then like as I was speaking, I threw in the Gravilla, but it's not hyphenated. You are it, Beth Gravilla.
2: Yeah. Well, it is Beth Gravilla, but I did take Schaefer as my other middle name. So technically, you're not wrong when you not call me wrong. Beth Schaefer Gravilla. It's just, now nah, I got my middle name in there, too. I've got a real quick question
0: for you yep. guys. We are outdoors. Yes. We're hanging out on the porch in Tybee Island, Georgia. Do y'all smell what I smell? I smell something. I smell some pot for sure. Yeah, up someone in here. is totally, it's not us, you guys. No. Someone is totally, no. we may have a contact buzz by the end of this. We yes. are at your mom's Airbnb, which is literally in the backyard of a bar. Yeah, and it's not my mom. No, as, no, as far- no, 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 no. It's not the 70s anymore. we <laughs> not the 70s. But
1: um, that is coming from somewhere close by. Dude. It is, but you know what? That actually so this is, is a really good segue because yes. generally we have a drink of the week, and now. <laughs> now we have a different places happening, but we are still drinking. Of course, we did a little pre-show, pre-game earlier with our favorite thing in the entire world—the big old Mary, the Bloody Mary at Fanny's on the beach here in Tybee Island. But now we're going a little lighter, and we're doing a French Rosé from a very, very fancy place, Trader Joe's, Trader Jose's, Trader, yes. Trader Jose's. Uh, yeah. So the big Ol' Mary, go to
0: our Instagram, check out our story today, and you'll see it. But. This is not just like a
2: large Bloody Mary. It has a cheeseburger as a garnish. As a
0: garnish. Cheese, tomatoes, okra, pickles, celery, the whole nine. I think there was a piece of
2: asparagus
1: in there, There too. I looked carefully. Absolutely. Uh,
0: We had this drink. We stumbled across it, the three of us. The last time we visited Tybee, the three of us together, in 2015. And we've been jonesing for a redo ever since. So we got our big old Mary on this morning. So that, you know, we can be a little gypsy coming to you live on the air. And maybe it's like a mini drunk with, with
1: a contact buzz. Yeah, absolutely. But so, just because we have a special guest doesn't mean we are going to switch things up too hard. We still have obsessions of the week. And guys, can I go first? Yeah, yeah I think you should. All right. So, um, first and foremost, if you want to know a lot more about what I'm about to talk about, please check out my blog at My Revamped Life. Um, I was let go from my job two weeks ago, which was not an obsession of the week for me. No, it's been a tough. It's been tough a road. little tough, but yeah. I turned it around. I used every day as if it was a normal work day and worked my butt off. And I got offered a new job last week, and so Ooh. didn't have to leave our company. Ding, 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 got ding. to go on vacation, no problem, without any worries. And I start bright and early at my new job on Tuesday at eight thirty in the morning. So yep, vacation over. Vacation over. So I
0: am really excited. Super proud of you. Super obsessed that you're going to start this new job and you're going to learn new
1: stuff. You're going to make new friends. Uh, You're
0: going to stay gainfully employed as your roommate. I'm I'm thrilled.
1: Super excited to continue to be able to pay rent. Always a good thing. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really obsessed with that. And uh, it's been a stressful two weeks, but being here with you guys and relaxing and drinking way too many beverages has been exactly what I needed. So thank you. No, I've been
0: really proud of you. You've done a great job over the last couple of weeks handling Life as it hits you, and you know, coming back strong. And you've you've done a great job. You've been an inspiration the last couple weeks. Thank you, ladies. Um, I am obsessed with this week with getting to spend time in one of my favorite places. Yeah, in the, at least in the United States. Yes. Uh, this is a family vacation retreat that we kind of happened upon uh-huh. several years ago. My my parents and my sister and I, and uh, we come just about every year. Uh, these two know I know know the island pretty well not you you know uh, not an expert level but I've been here many times now love the beach I love the laid back feel I love you know the laid back restaurants uh, this is not a place where you bring your heels to. Oh, This is definitely a no. oh, laid-back, hair-up type of vacation, and I am obsessed to be here.
1: I have loved every day being like, do I even want to wear makeup? Does it matter? I went natural hair yesterday, which
0: means I just put a little bit of sea salt spray in it when I got out of the shower. I did my wild mane
2: curly look. I mean, that's that's like a treat for Orlando, but I it's a like tidy my, regular. My hair and makeup situation has gone steadily downhill. <laughs> at, like, Friday, had it together. Yesterday, I had makeup on, hair not done. Today, hair not done, no makeup. Like we're just steadily yeah. going downhill. It's with that. perfect. It's fine. It's the beach. It's the beach look. Beth, yeah. yeah. what are you obsessed sure. with this week? I am obsessed with the fact that I have gotten over eight hours of sleep every single night. You have? And it's kind of incredible. So I have a two year old son. You guys uh-huh. obviously know this, your listeners mm-hmm. probably don't. But so he um monopolizes a lot of time, obviously. Sure. And while he's a pretty decent sleeper. I don't always get as much sleep at night because I do. I try to get up super early in the morning so I am able to like, get up and have the house ready and all this stuff before he wakes up in the morning. So if I pull down six hours of sleep a night, it's, like, a really incredible Mm -hmm. night. So the fact that I slept for nine hours last night, I don't even know what to do with myself. I know. I told you, like,
1: I got eight and a half hours on my Fitbit, and you went in before me and woke up after me, so I know you crushed nine hours. Yeah. You even said earlier, you're like, did I sleep too much? (laughs) You may have.
2: Yeah, I don't think my body was even prepared for that much sleep, so it's been great. It's been awesome.
1: Nice. Well, congratulations on your sleep, and also congratulations for... Joining us. So, we kind of do want to let people know we've been friends, the three of us, almost 12, 12 years. years.
0: Coming up on like 12 years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we do like
1: to get drunk and remind each other about how we became friends and yeah, love on too. each other way <laughs> too much. So, we won't do that here. But yeah, we all became friends in our workplace 12 years ago. And so many different life changes. Like you said, you have a child. Um, fun fact for the listeners: I've been roommates with both of you at one point in time, and then we all three were roommates for like a hot for second, a hot for a, yeah. hot minute, a hot minute, yeah, for a hot minute, and that was funny and weird to be doing that, like in our late twenties, finally like all living together. Yeah, it Gosh. took a while. Um, yeah, I, yeah,
0: and it's allowed us though, having all kind of lived together at least at some point, and even when we didn't live together, we would get drunk and crash at each other's places for safety reasons. So mm-hmm. traveling together just seems pretty natural. You know, I kind of know wow. everyone's routine, and I know how they're going to exactly. be. Um, I also know you guys so well. I know the looks on your
1: faces where it's like, I'm just not going to talk to her for the next hour. <laughs> She's yeah. going to come around. She's going to be all right. Yeah, that is accurate. <laughs> that is completely accurate. <laughs> we also know how much we're mad at Beth for the fact that, like, she can't have the TV on when she goes to sleep at night. And that is a and definite bullshit. thing for you and I. And, like... But we
0: can't possibly sleep in the same bed.
2: We would die first. So weird. It was almost a deal breaker for my husband. I'm not going to lie. When I first moved in, I was like, okay, we need to get rid of the TV from the bedroom. I don't believe in having one in the bedroom. I don't like having a TV going while we're sleeping. Um, I want complete silence. He was like, this might be too late. And I'm like, you put a ring on it. So you're stuck. (laughs) I
1: would have dumped your ass, honest to God. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But so we got into podcasting back in October and we've been talking to you about podcasts for a really long time. Well, podcasting as in creating Creating our podcast in October,
0: but it's been about two years now since you and I've become really active listeners to podcasts. And, you know, I think until we started our very own show, we would go to the bar with you, Beth, and and. Say, oh, we listen to this podcast. We're really interested in this topic now. We listen to this podcast, this. We and it was generally
2: th- like, insert eye roll here. Like, because I have yeah, no that idea what you're would not talking participate
0: about. in the no. conversation. She was not interested mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. never listened to a podcast. Wasn't quite sure what the concept of a podcast was. And it
1: almost was like anything that was culturally, pop culturally, like, like at the height, you always kind of like bowed out. And like Johnny Cape was saying, America was in love with them. You would not talk to us about, God, about them whatsoever. Amy and I have continuously <laughs> been quoting. Vanderpump rules and housewives to each other in the last couple of days, and you're like, whatever. You, you, <laughs> kind, you <laughs> kindly don't just jump out of the vehicle, but
0: <laughs> you no, no. open the door you, and yeah. stop
1: sign <laughs> and, and roll think out.
2: About it. I will definitely blankly stare out a window and be like, oh, I'm sorry, were you speaking? Yeah, you just like, wait for us to be done.
1: <laughs> to but, be fair, you're not better than us. No, no, not at
2: all. I just choose to not partake. That no. all. But
0: <laughs> as many times as we try to impress pop culture upon you that you have not taken on, We did. Once we started our very own podcast, and as a darling friend, you broke your podcast cherry, podcast pop cherry, whatever, (laughs) and listened to your very first podcast, which was ours, you have branched out in a beautiful and significant way into the world of podcast listening to the point where you are now often recommending shows to us that we have even recapped on our show. I'd Be Friends With Us is a show that you brought to us. We listened, we loved, we made friends with the girls, yep, we talked. We were friends with them. Yes, we are friends with them. Um, so because you are a realtor as as your business and also your mother, two things that Eric and I don't, not. you listen to a lot of podcasts related to those things. So even though you listen to some pop culture ones, you've got a lot of shows that we don't listen to.
2: Yeah, I tend to generally gravitate more towards either business entrepreneurial type podcasts or parenthood podcasts. Uh Um, I generally like to try to find the ones that make me not feel like a bad parent because I'm not a crunchy granola mom. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to... You're not
1: breastfeeding in the shower. Yeah. I'm
2: not like, I'm not the one that's like, "Mm, my kid can only have organic applesauce as a snack. I'm like, you want a chicken nugget? Great. Eat a nugget. You're going to be just fine. Yes. Um, So because of that, I try to find podcasts like that. But then when I can find them that not only are like that, but also have a little bit of a business vibe, that sort of thing, uh-huh. that's really kind of where I go to,
0: so. So after you listened to our show, what would you say was the first other, what was your second podcast? And was it a recommendation of ours, or was it you
2: scrolling through your app? No, it was completely you. It was when you took me to My Favorite Murder. Right! Yeah, because we went and saw oh, them live. right. Yeah. So,
0: Rewinders, very in the beginning, <laughs> you knew I was a My, my Favorite Murder yeah. fan, and I think it was after the first episode, I was able to go to a live show. Erica was supposed to have come, but decided to go on vacation with another friend instead. So I took Beth, and Beth kindly listened up a little bit to know what she was getting into.
2: And you liked the podcast. I did. I decided I wanted Karen and Georgia to be my new best friends. I mean, I love you guys, but like. Well, yeah, but
1: it also, also made sense honest. for you <laughs> that I think it was a podcast platform and genre that you didn't know you needed. If I can, because like when I did it with you, I'd come home and you were in the snap marathon for 18 hours. Yeah. And I'd be like, for sure, you're getting ideas. And when Amy moved in, I was like, oh, you guys have a thing, (laughs) like a very close friendship thing. Like, I can watch a murder show or two, but then I'm done and want something like, Bluffy, you guys can go hard all day long. And you guys will watch these and be like, oh, yeah. She put like, chemicals in the Gatorade, duh, move along.
2: <laughs> and Erica would be like, you're not getting ideas, right? Like, I was like,
1: no, they all get
2: caught. I would never do the things they did. Yeah. Yes. And now when I watch five hours
0: of Investigation Discovery, she just, she's like, other people just do this, I guess. <laughs> she doesn't bother me. She
1: doesn't worry. Yeah. And I mean, this is all of these murder um, podcasts and like the true crime genre is just a way to have snaps and all of those things that you guys have interest in and literally take it on the road. Yeah, when you're in yeah. your car or you're taking a shower and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. So seriously, yeah, my favorite murderer has definitely made me realize that a, I'm not the only one that listens to murder stuff. You are a murderino. I'm a total murderino, but also I love the fact that well, it's obviously is a serious topic. They keep it light. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, comedians. and yeah, they're comedians, and so I really, really, I need that too to break up the monotony sometimes of like business during the day and that kind of thing. I have realized it doesn't come across really well though when I'm listening to like murder podcasts when I roll up at an appointment, like at someone's house, and they're like, oh, they're like, oh, so so so-and-so just killed so-and-so, and and they're also dropping f-bombs. I'm like, ooh, that did not sound professional.
0: I do the same. (laughs) When I'm in the office, I if I'm listening to a podcast, I listen with an earbud in, and when someone comes by to talk to me, I obviously politely, I pause the podcast to take the earbud out and have the conversation, but every now and then, you know, a curious coworker will say, so what are you listening to? And I'm like, uh... Music.
2: Music.
0: Because I can't it's be my like,
2: favorite band. Oh, I'm
0: <laughs> halfway through the Ted Bundy story at the moment. Oh, nice. Yeah. I just got <laughs> done
2: listening to Atlanta Monster. Would you like to hear about children dying? Like, right. what? No. but Because so, yeah, exactly. I can't tell people. You've gone hard into Atlanta Monster. I watched, I listened to every single episode. Yeah, I was obsessed. It's done now. Is so it done? She's yeah. farther than me mm-hmm. for sure. Nice. I only have it three. It's probably one of my top three favorite podcasts now. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay, so Podcast Rewind, My Favorite Murder, then how did you roll into everything else?
2: Okay, so I I sort of rolled into everything else by just, I didn't know the world of podcasting. I didn't really Uh know what was out there. So um, I just started scrolling through like the Apple Podcast Store one day, like seeing what was there. Um, And the first one I found was actually one I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but um, which is called The Shameless Mom Academy. And that instantly, just the title, kind of, like, struck me. I was I'm like, I'm a shameless mom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like this. Um, and then from there, um, you know, of course, it will suggest other ones for you yes. to listen to. And I just kept going down that rabbit hole of suggestion after Isn't suggestion after suggestion. Oh, yeah. And now I have found ones that, like, I can't live without and I have to listen to every single day. So, like, for, for Crying Out Loud with uh, Lynette Corolla and Stephanie Wild Taylor. Oh, I'm obsessed. I love that so much. So let me put the pieces together.
0: I have mentioned that podcast on our show before, but I haven't recapped it. Um, Lynette Corolla is Adam Carolla's wife of yep. the Adam and Dr. Drew Show, formerly of Loveline. And Stephanie Wilder-Taylor is co-host of Rose Pricks and Torin Scale Rewind, both yep. podcasts I have talked about here. But
2: they just both happen to be best friends. Yeah. And Lynette Carolla is the president and CEO of Corolla Beverages. So I also like hearing from pers- her perspective of this is a startup that they're doing. They're trying to start this alcohol business. Oh, oh it's alcohol. Yeah. I didn't know about this. Me neither.
1: What kind of, and, and tell me about alcohol.
2: Tell, tell <laughs> me, about you about me about alcohol. Well, Lynette Carolla can tell you the story much better than I can. But Recap, what I can Recap, tell you is that Recap um, Recap they definitely have um, a couple of vodkas that are out there, that kind of thing. Right now, they were just talking about some of the the mainstream advertising that they're trying to like promote they just got a billboard up in Times Square, for instance, which is, a oh, that's huge, cheap. which is a huge thing. They got the opportunity really, really cheap. And there was a whole episode on For Crying Out Loud about how they did that and, and sort of the inner workings of that. But what's cool about their podcast is while she's talking about that, which is obviously very business related, she's like, oh my God. And then I was taking my, my daughter to basketball and, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then and then Stephanie's like, "Oh, my daughter hates basketball." And then there's this parent that claps way too long every time they do something. And like, <laughs> uh-huh. I'll tell you, they even do like Patreon episodes about parents they don't like. <laughs> and, I completely which is respect great, that. which I respect the hell out of because anybody as a parent knows there's another parent shamer out there that you just want to talk bad about uh-huh. because how dare you shame me in the way I parent my child? Yeah. So it's it's a really cool it's a really cool listen for somebody who just. Wanted to
1: feel like there are other parents out there that are trying to do all the same stuff. Do you ever listen to these and, like, in your mommy world see other moms and just want to, like, want to send them an episode, like, super passive-aggressively? Like, oh, my God, I listen to this. You should really check it out. Yep. Ooh, that's like, good, this That's like This is good. for you. Absolutely. Please stop mommy-shaming people because my four-year-old is strapped to my chest still. Yeah, yeah. Stop mommy-shaming me. Yeah, he had a happy meal. He's good. He's happy now. Yeah, he's yeah, fine. He has had <laughs> a <laughs> meal. Happy happy is meal. Happy meal.
2: Happy meal. Yes, exactly. He's fine. he's fine. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Alright, so we've got you now. We've got you in our web. (laughs) You are a podcast listener. Welcome to the world. Well, thank
2: you. I love it.
1: What was your original version of podcast? Like, is something you didn't know about, so therefore you just didn't ask ask a question and take time to listen? Or... My original aversion was that, to me, it, it seemed like talk radio. Okay.
2: And my husband listens to talk radio, and mm-hmm. when he listens to it, what he listens to drives me crazy. Oh. It's super bland. It's super boring. It is just talking heads, talking about things I don't care about.
1: And I was like, Why? So you didn't realize there were talking heads out there talking about things that you did, did care, care about. Did care about. Exactly. But I didn't I mean, realize that. I was the that. same way.
0: I was the same way before I listened to podcasts often. I thought, you know, I do listen to talk radio, and I thought, God, I can't take anymore. Yeah. I can't listen to someone just... Yeah, I can do a mic for an hour. Until I really realized the kind of content that was out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because we
1: talk about all the time. cereal with Adnan Saeed, which, by the way, he's getting a new trial. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was our hook. And it was just one of those things where it's like, great, now what? Oh, yeah. What's oh, the next I'm sorry. On? I didn't know. This is a podcast. <laughs> sold. What else you got for exactly. me? Exactly. I'm yeah. so excited. There's so many great things out there. Like you said, just scrolling through everything is a great way to find what you're interested in. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's like, oh, I
1: like and I love when like you go to a page and it's like other listeners listen to this. Also sidebar for our rewinders. If you are hearing ambient noise, we are sitting outside of your mom's cottage. Yeah. And the bar behind us, I heard, just started playing some music. So they did. There's some birds There's here. Some birds chirping. Well. The sun is shining. We haven't seen the sun in two days, so it is no, nice.
0: We're taking advantage of nature. Yes. Um so Again, small commercial for Tybee Island, Georgia. Mm-hmm. If you've never been here, super laid back. Don't think that you're getting a five star Michelin hotel stay or <laughs>
2: yeah. or
0: a restaurant experience here. But if you're coming to just, keep but if your you want heels some up, cheap and be at the beach,
2: alcohol, some good fried food, yes. some down to earth people, and some flip flops, uh-huh. this is the place to be. A hundred percent. Hundred yeah.
0: percent. Now, unfortunately, we've not put our feet in any sand yet because it is too damn cold. Yeah. And yesterday it rained all day long. Yeah, it's um, a high of
1: fifty today.
0: Yeah, we might eight. not be beaching as hard as we plan to. But good news, the beach is
1: always here. You can come back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's yeah. true. <laughs> and you know what is always here? Podcasts Podcast. as well. So Beth, what are some of the podcasts that are also in your rotation? Um, Other than Podcast Rewind, obviously. obviously, Yeah, give us a taste. Obviously, Podcast
2: Rewind is, of course, the one I listen to the most. Um, But after that is um, My Favorite Murder. I listen to, for crying out loud, I listen to Shameless Mom Academy. I listen to Mama Bear Dares, Uh which is a really interesting podcast with two sister-in-laws who um, are also best friends. And (laughs) while they're both our moms, it's not really about being a mom. It is about the perspectives on new... Um, in current events that are happening out there in the world, and it is their take on them. And coming at it from the perspective of we should all be mama bears. Oh, Every person should be a mama bear in protecting of their families, the people around them, what they truly believe in, and what a mama bear really is. Yeah. So that po- podcast is really, really cool. Um, I also listen to... Um, is that
1: weekly? How long is it? We're talking like an hour once Yeah,
2: a week? yeah. It's, a, it's an hour. It's once a week. It's, um like I said, it's about current events so they just had a really great one on um about gun control
1: oh okay oh, so wow.
2: if you want to hear a, a really cool perspective on the gun control debate mama bear dares had a really great episode on that nice. for sure um i was i also listened to let's see um i am a realtor with Keller williams realty and they actually have two of their own podcasts oh so I yeah to you both were saying those. that the other day what are those like yeah there's one called the one thing and then there's another one that is called um, KW Max Coaching, so it is. This kind of goes into no. Are these for KW uh,
1: Realtors or anybody? anybody can listen to them. Okay. Yeah, afraid.
2: Real talk, are they boring? You might find them a little. So that's boring. what I'm saying. Is it geared towards um, realtors? I will tell you, KW Max Coaching a little bit more is, okay. but um, the the one thing definitely is not. It is great for anybody who is involved in any kind of business. Okay. It's about paring down and figuring out what the one thing is that you can do that will that will make your life easier, and get you towards your goal. Got it. So it's really about focus within your business and what is the one thing that you need to do every single day to get you to your goal. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was after reading it, actually reading that book, my business was able to have a breakthrough. And so that, that book, originally by Gary Keller, is kind of my, my end all be all at this point because it's helped me so much. And then when I realized they had a podcast that talked about it on a regular basis, it's just really great to go back and have this reaffirming.
1: And it's um, constantly updated, like once a week kind of show. So it takes that one thing and then builds upon it. Almost like if you had a book, you'd have to go buy the next volume if you wanted to learn more. And they're every week able to just kind of compound and grow that information for you. That's really great. When did you start listening to that one? Back in the fall as well?
2: No, I actually started, started listening to that recently. I got back from a convention in California, um, and they had mentioned it at the convention while I was there, and I was like, holy crap, there's a podcast I didn't yeah. know about? Like, How is this possible? There and are I was so like, many you don't know about. There's two? There's two I didn't know about from my own company? So I got really excited about it. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So do you have any specific episode
1: you want to talk to us about, or... Um, recap I do Morris? you've got okay. a notebook and, I I 10, and, and we are map. proud of you you came prepared
2: she did. oh yeah absolutely totally prepared so this one is from the Shameless Mom Academy it's episode 220 it was with Natalie Morris um, so a little background the Shameless Mom Academy is um, for all those shameless moms out there as the host Sarah Dean says um, she says it's about bridging the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. Awesome. And that if you aren't building a life that you're extraordinarily proud of, you have to ask yourself, what kind of legacy are you building? Mm-hmm. And what are you passing to your children? So her whole, her background and her story is that she um, was in the fitness world. She was a personal trainer and she saw her life going in the direction of working for $12 an hour in a gym yeah, and it wasn't how she wanted to live her life she knew that there had to be a better way to do it Um, and even though they were you know they were having a baby and this sort of thing she knew she needed to branch out and try to live that life of her dreams for her kids so she did she left and had no safety net no scapegoat and just figured it out and started her own brands started her own gym so she could be in charge of her own wealth and so she tends to have people on the show that also have very similar stories where they just said, That's awesome. this isn't working for me. I have to find the thing that does. Yeah. So she brought in Natalie Morris and Natalie Morris, she was a uh, correspondent for CBS News um, and she was working in that, in that field. She had a, what they refer to on the podcast as a Me Too moment. Okay. Um, we and- talk
1: about Me Too quite a bit on this podcast. Sure yeah. have.
2: And uh, once she had that moment, she realized it was time for her to go. Yeah. That she couldn't be in that environment anymore. She also really wanted a lot more flexibility with her kids and that sort of thing. Um, but she also was having a really tough time because her husband was still a news anchor. Um, so he was working, you know, the Monday to Friday 9 to 5 type of situation. She was barely seeing him. And so she knew that she needed to figure out a way for her family to be able to function as a family and all be able for them to be able to co-parent but also for them to make money. Uh-huh. And so she decided to start ta- using the wealth that they already had to turn it into their full-time jobs. Okay. So what she did is um, she took the money, she, what little money she had, and she went to the library and just started picking out books on on finances and picking out the pieces that she could. Uh, and what she learned was that her money wasn't working for her. It was working against her. Yeah. Um, really what she was doing is she was trying to save her way to wealth. And you mm. can't save your way to wealth. You actually have to spend your way to wealth. The wealthiest people in the world aren't saving money. They aren't putting their money in 401ks. The wealthiest people in the world are the people that are taking what money they can they can put away and then respending it to make it grow. Um, so she talks about during this podcast – how she was able to start her own personal brand by doing yeah. that. So if you go to Natalie Morris, it's Natalie with an I, She has an entire platform on this website of how you can treat your family like a business, how yes. you can take your own personal finances and turn it into that. And you don't any longer have to be slave to how much people tell you you're worth. Which is really cool.
1: I think it's wow. so interesting that there are so many um, bloggers, podcasters, branders branded influencers out there who really don't their side hustle is to tell you how to side hustle. You know what I mean? Like maybe they blog for like a year or two and figured out how to make it work, but then they stopped and they spend their time how oh, can you be a successful blogger and make money? Yeah, it's so awesome. It's almost like she's kind of like. This influencer for influencers. You want to be an influencer? Here's how you do it. Here's how you make money for your family. Yeah, and that's her job, telling you how to make money. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's such an interesting new niche that's out there.
2: I found it amazing that she was like teaching me how to create a mission statement for my family.
1: Oh, the Browns do that. Yeah, sister like, wives. Well, sister wives. They've got to I print that out. Weird on... for them, but this makes sense. This
0: makes more yeah. sense. It's probably a, a more useful mission statement than the Browns have. The if Browns' I, venture, really, I guess.
1: Like everybody loved Cody. Yeah, I, and, I yeah, just right, don't yeah. disagree with Cody. Grow your Roo, hair into Cody a badly, badly advised style and, everything, <laughs> and <laughs> everything will be fine. Done.
2: <laughs> just yes. an accomplished. Very, very bland colors. Go. Like that's <laughs> what you're allowed to wear. That's it. Oh, it's <laughs>
0: LuLaRue all day long. Oh, Mary. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I know. You're a, you're a customer. I shouldn't. I'm Listen, sorry. I
2: am not. I'm going to tell you. Those leggings, they're on point. They're comfortable. Is. They're comfortable. I don't care. They're comfortable. I'll take the mommy comfort any day. But yeah, so they, they teach you how, she was talking about making a family balance sheet and that kind of stuff. So it was really, really interesting about how she was able to take her family's wealth. Her husband quit his job, um, and now they are both just spend time investing. Awesome. Yeah. Wow.
0: So have you uh, implicated anything from the episode into your life, or do you plan to, or is it just what's the interesting Greville info? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Can you recite the Gravilla
2: mission statement? The Gravillas don't have a mission statement, but now I'm going to get one for yes. sure, because we were, when I was listening to it, I was they, she's talking about, okay, well, is the person that is you know in charge of the finances in your house, is that just the person that owns all of the passwords to the accounts? Yes. Because if that's the person, that is not the right person to be in charge of this. It needs to be the person that has the passion around it. Um, but also, then she goes on to talk about how um, investing in the stock, mar- stock market isn't smart. So if you have somebody in your life that's telling you investing in the stock market is the way to go, you probably actually shouldn't be around that person because they don't get how wealth works. Um, you know,
1: it's. I just didn't you know. I think Amy and I are going to we'll be very wealthy. We know how to spend our money. We are <laughs> in stocks. Yeah, but <laughs> well, our I do have four or is one trying to five.
0: I have my 401k. I don't really know shit about money, honestly. I've actually, that's something I've been thinking about in my life a lot recently is like, maybe I need to use um, the resources I have at my company to kind of get an accountant and someone to look at my books. I still think having
1: a 401k is smart, especially if your company's going to match it. Right. Why turn away free money, right? I just. Well,
2: and that's a funny thing is Natalie Morris will tell you that if you go to her website. She has a whole thing on there about why she thinks a 401k is a scam. Um and
1: well, I don't know how much I can trust somebody that doesn't it, at the point in her life where she needs a four hundred one k just yet, right? Well, she's thirty nine, so so but like your four hundred one k is for your future; it's for you your, retirement. your retirement. But you're supposed
0: to start investing in
1: it immediately, from what I hear, from what they tell us. But it, she's not at a place where she needs it yet, and she also needs to draw from it. You
0: mean, correct. yeah, correct. But she needs to be growing it you now.
1: But I'm just yeah. I'm yeah. saying like how can you tell me it's a scam if you aren't at the end of your Work phase in your life where you need a
2: 401k. She's just looking at the return on investment portion oh, of it. Oh, yeah. You're so she look at it. You're putting you're it. putting money into it. Even if your company is matching it, the best you're ever going to get back out of that is about a four percent return on investment. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you took the same amount of money, we're setting that aside and then investing that for say in real estate, you get a fourteen percent return on investment. So now at that point, now you're actually. Able to take that money and make that grow once again, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot richer, a lot faster, and be able to have a lot more actual assets and wealth in that perspective, rather than putting it in an account for 401k is where she's talking about.
0: Okay, and what I'm saying is I have no clue about money, so I'm not <laughs> going to argue about any like, of I'm it. Still going to just put like, just my like,
1: weekly paycheck into my 401k. Okay? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, I mean, whatever I have left over after drinking at the end of the week is what I'm excited about.
2: Yeah, so it was it was a really cool episode for me, particularly from the family perspective of. How I am teaching Henry about wealth. She goes into talking about uh, how to teach your, talk to your children about wealth because that is the biggest problem is most people don't. Yeah, And their kids have no idea that the, the, value, in, the value in their trust fund isn't actually monetarily. It's in the values that are passed down
1: uh-huh.
2: um, because it really is the money is the flame, but you're actually passing the spark is what she said. And so. I like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So how do you pass the spark to your kids, not just the flame?
1: You know, I will um, get a little insular and say that, like, I totally agree, you know, with the situation I just got to lose my job for two weeks. I didn't tell my parents. They were a little upset that I didn't. But, like, all of the fundamentals that they taught me in life is exactly what I used to work my butt off to get a new job. And it's like, I was so happy that I could tell them, the person you taught me to be did this. And it's because of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a spark that ignited my own personal flame.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I like that. phrasing. crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I think you guys should check it out. It's the Shameless Mom Academy. It's a lot more than just mom stuff, though. There's, a, like I said, a lot of good financial stuff, a lot of good um, how to be an entrepreneur, how to just get through top times type of stuff on there, too. So it's it's really women-positive, very supportive podcast. Love
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of community over collabor- or collaboration and all that kind of stuff, supporting the community. Thanks yes. for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, Ian, got any pop-ups this week? So I just want, it's not a one pop-up. It's a weird string of podcasty pop-up combo. Okay. So um, one of my favorite podcasts, it's the Him and Her podcast with Lauren Everett Bosick and Michael Bosick from The Skinny Confidential. Her husband, Michael, recently started his own podcast company called Dear Media. It's podcast for women by women. If you're listening, Michael, welcome to Podcast Rewind. Hello, this is Podcast Rewind, the podcast Uh -uh. about all the podcasts you can't stop listening to. Um, Uh. And in his new podcast venture, he's really started to sign a lot of other podcasters who I listen to and really like. So The Bitch Bible, of course, him and her podcast is now under Dear Media. And one of my other favorite podcasts that I used to do all the time called Adderall and Compliments with Annabelle DeSisto. Yes. She is a Hoops. she is I've not heard an
0: entire one of Adderall and compliments because they don't come on the platforms or she doesn't come on the platforms that I listen to but I have heard her sub in on Rose Crix.
1: uh-huh bitch is
0: dirty she is <laughs> I like first
1: of all so stunning with this long thick brunette hair and these beautiful eyebrows I mean she looks like she should be a model but she would rather wear like a can and hang out with her four tuxedo cats and play with her crystal kits. Then, like, deal with that kind of stuff.
2: I already want to be her friend. Right? And so
1: the show is called Adderall and Compliments, <laughs> two things that you can always live off of. Which I think is so funny. We all could have, you can live off of a good compliment for, like, two weeks. It can do a lot for you. It can do a lot for you. But so, um, she's now on Dear Media. And she talks about everything from housewives to pop culture. She once was a writer for the Fashion Police when Kathy Griffin was oh, there. Rivers. Oh, Rivers. So good. she has a strong background in, like, comedy. She's from Florida, so I love to always hear her hot takes on Florida and all of that stuff. But now she's on Dear Media, so this week was a fun crossover. She was on The Bitch Bible with Jackie Schimmel, and then Jackie Schimmel was on her show. And so it was great to hear almost like two hours of their conversation. They'd be like, oh, well, for more information on that, go check out Annabelle's show. And on Annabelle's show, they'd be like, oh, we just talked about this over on The Bitch Bible. So you get forced to go back and listen to their shows, which is so smart. Now I have to give everyone a listen. You get that check mark. Yeah. Um, and then on the Him and Her podcast, they had on Jackie Schimmel as well. So it was like three episodes this week where I could get Jackie Schimmel, which was nice because she really wasn't podcasting for a very long time because she was going through her own production company issues. So like I said, it was like three plus hours of getting Jackie Schimmel, getting her hot takes on all of the Vanderpump Rules situation and that's been going right. down. So much pop culture stuff. And like I said, it's been a crazy weeks for me. So just meeting that The birds around us have quite a lot to say about all of our podcast shows. Um, Like I said, it was nice to have um, a couple of my favorites to go to this week that really just delivered on fun and light conversation. It was exactly what I needed. Awesome. Yeah, so if you're a Jackie Schumel fan, she's everywhere this week.
0: Good to know. Um, I just want to throw out real quick. I've not gotten to finish listening to it, but since we're talking about My Favorite Murder earlier – uh, great episode this week, I, I believe. I haven't heard all of it, like I said. But for anyone that may know, uh, Patton Oswald, comedian, a comedian who Eric and I and Beth Love were it. all big fans of Patton, about two years ago now, his yes. wife passed very suddenly in her sleep of natural causes. Um, and her occupation was true crime novelist. Yeah. And wrote, uh, her name was Michelle McNamara. And she had, was in the middle of an unfinished Book about uh, the Golden State Killer. I had to remember who she believes is still active because I believe going on
1: at I think HL it's Atlanta. I think it's
0: about her book because her book is called oh. The Golden State Killer. It's not over, yes. I believe. Um, but she was in still writing it when she passed. So Patton, her husband, after some time of grieving her, and when he decided what to do to uh, continue her legacy, he finished her book. I believe she was basically in the editing stages. So yes. I think he just had to take some of her final research and, and really polish it off. But it was released last week. And so Karen and Georgia, our girls, um, are doing basically like a book release party for this book. And Patton is there. And they talk about Michelle and her love for it. They tell talk-
2: us two of the researchers that did oh, a lot great. of the background research on it. So Patton kind of makes the joke. He's like, um, so they're going to host it. And they're going to tell you the actual facts. And I'm just here. That's right. You've heard (laughs) heard the
0: entire episode. That's right. So I can't wait to finish it. I started it the other day. And, you know, we've been on vacation. We've been busy. I haven't gotten back to it. But I love Patton Oswald. I love True Crime. I love uh, podcasts. So that's a, you know, stellar episode for me.
1: I'm excited. I will even listen to that. I love Patton so much.
0: Um, Okay. So, y'all, I have a recap. You want to hear? I want to hear it. This is a recap about a city. Close to where we are right now, a city that we intend on visiting later today, and a city that we three have vacationed in before. Oh, here we go! And it is Savannah, <laughs> Georgia. Oh, we love such Savannah. A good
1: city. we love Savannah. Rewinders. So much.
0: If you have not been Savannah, just I mean, find a time in your life to go visit that city for at least a long weekend. Yeah, so much to do, so much to see, and look, there is history. There's beauty, there's art, there's alcohol in the
2: streets. So
1: much alcohol. You can op-
2: open carry people, and there are ghosts. Ugh. Seriously, Savannah, Georgia, just take my money. Like, anytime right. anytime you guys are like, oh, let's go to Savannah, I'm like, how quickly do we book this trip? Yes. How fast?
1: I mean, I'm just so excited to, like, drink in the street. I don't know what it is <laughs> about. There's
2: something about just, yeah, running around with a cup of alcohol and being
1: allowed to. Or when you get your tech to service, you're like, do you want one to go? As in beer to go, and you're like, yeah, I do.
0: Maybe it's because in college we had to walk around with the vodka in our water bottles, Maybe. and it wasn't allowed. That, <laughs> right? I mean, God bless the kids that go to SCAD; they won't understand that.
1: Ooh, those lucky sons of a bitches. Yeah, seriously,
2: how? Did, like, if that would have been a game
1: changer? Game changer. Well, right. game
2: changer in I mean, college. There's still, the underage
0: <laughs> drinking problem, yes. I guess, for probably a lot of those kids. Oh, but yeah. okay, but listen. So when we, the three of us, made this plan to come to Tybee Island and to visit Savannah on our way. This weekend, the universe gave me a little gift, and that was a Lore podcast episode all about Savannah, Georgia. Shut up. No, it really was released the week that we made these plans, and I was like, this is because God loves me and wants me to be happy. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yes. And so I uh, listened to the episode, and then I listened to it again this week so I could have it real good and fresh, and so I want to tell you guys about Lore, episode 80, Dark Imports. Yes. Ready? Here we go. So, did you know Georgia was the last of the 13 colonies to be colonized? Colonized. Yeah, and it was over 100 years after the first one, which was Virginia. Wow. Yes. So, Savannah was established in 1733 by my dude, James Oglethorpe.
1: We love the Oglethorpe. We love
0: him. He's got a square in town. He's got a bunch of streets in town. He's got businesses. You see his name and his statue really everywhere. So also, here's the thing about Savannah that I learned from lore. When James Oglethorpe established the place, slavery was not allowed here. And it was on purpose because he didn't want a bunch of um, unhealthy white men. He wanted soldiers. Oh. So he didn't want slaves to be cooking and cleaning. Oh, and, no, and they had to do their own along. business. Work your own shit. Oh, I like it. Tough. So he obviously, and he also picked the location of the city as a, as a uh, buffer, excuse me, okay. on purpose. A buffer between the northern areas of Georgia that did have slavery, and a buffer between the Spaniards and the South. Ah. And then it was also, uh, to him, his secondary goal for Fritz Savannah was to be home for basically a working poor class. Got it. He wanted people to be working and growing here. And a big way that they got people to Savannah was to go back to the mother country of England at the time and get settlers to come over basically... As indentured servants, but they wouldn't realize that they would. People who are facing jail time over their debt in England, uh-huh. the government would allow them to get on a boat and go to America and, and work, work off. off your debt and live here now. Uh, so he was really recruiting. From dreary,
1: disgusting England to beautiful Savannah, Savannah Georgia. Georgia, I'd go too oh and just God. work. I know
2: they didn't even right? know what they were getting into. I Good mean, that's for the them. Jail you're looking for yes. Yeah.
1: So.
0: Um, Let's see. Four years of that non-slavery rule was all it took, though, and then we did bring uh, slavery to Savannah, unfortunately. And in fact, because this is a port city, Savannah, um, it is one of the largest slave, uh, basically import, like yes. intake areas. They would come across oh, on I'm really the ships. understanding
1: the title of this podcast right
0: now. Dark Imports. Dark Imports. Yeah, it feels a little gross now. Now it does? like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so more slaves, I believe, came through Savannah than anywhere else. And to this day, down on the river, there are stalls with chains yeah, on the I walls. Yeah, I just got
1: shivers from like, remembering mm-hmm. those bars and stuff like that that used um, to be those places. Yeah, that's really, the
0: host, that's really
2: gross now
1: that it, you think about it. Yeah,
0: it's sad. Uh, and the host talks about there being a time that uh, is referred to here in the city as The weeping time, because it rained so much one summer, and they said over 450 slaves came through. Over 100 families were broken up, and there was so much rain that it's referred to as the weeping time, which, yeah, that breaks your heart, doesn't it, to think about? So some other tragic things happened early on in Savannah. In 1796, fire broke out, destroying a third of the city. And then in 1820, another massive fire broke out, which destroyed, I think, 500 buildings, but it left two thirds of the city homeless. And then, wow. while people are outdoors rebuilding their homes, it started raining crazy, mosquitoes everywhere, yellow fever broke out, Jeez. and um, killed off a big population of Savannah.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. That's awful.
0: I know. Terrible. They have not had an easy Savannah. Um, Savannah? The Civil War, obviously, um, I believe it was General Monroe had, or General Sherman, General Sherman, brought the uh, war to the city, and the city was taken in that. And then in 1830, another outbreak of yellow fever, and it was like so bad that the government didn't even want the rest of the world to know how many bodies were actually dead. So they were stacking them up in the tunnels under the hospital, or just just throw it downstairs. So no one needs to know about it. Let's not bury it. Let's not release it. it. Yeah. So there's some, you know, there's a lot. Okay. So and then the podcast host Aaron says, Savannah is a city full of darkness, but it's also full of beauty. And it's full of ghosts.
1: Yeah, it's full of ghosts. Yes. I got it. You want to hear some ghost stories? Yes, That's we do. Here, <laughs> Here
0: we go, bitches. So let's go back to 1832. You guys are going to love this one. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is the story of James Stark and Philip Menace. So James Stark, rich, white, douchebag, right? Cool. As, ja- as per usual. <laughs> James, uh, Philip Menace, a Jewish, um, Jewish settler, settler. Stark has a problem with Philip just because he's Jewish. So uncool. Philip Minnis is the one that builds the bigger house next door to Stark in that one square that they talk about on Southern Charm Savannah. Yes. Gotta bring my Bravo in, people. Gotta bring in Bravo. Southern Charm
1: Savannah, underrated
0: under Totally genius. underrated. Totally underrated. But they there is a character on that show, on that reality show, who is from this lineage of Philip Minnis who... Because he was Jewish and he wasn't allowed in the club that Phillips or that James Stark started, he just builds a bigger house next door oh. to his and he's like, Fine, I got my own club.
2: Like you do. Like like you're you like, do.
0: screw you, dude. So they were going back and forth quite often, Stark and Minas. They get into a fight one day, and Stark used a really awful Jewish slur against Minnesota. And when Minis demanded an apology, Stark refused, but they did agree to a duel. So the duel this was, never ends well. This well, never ends well. It does well. not, and, no. and it doesn't, and it does not. <laughs> <laughs> so the day of the duel comes, and Minis uh, <laughs> is he sends a note that he can't come. He's got other stuff to do. Like I, I can't die. I'm busy oh today. My God. First of
1: all, that's kind of baller. It is pretty
0: baller. So he sends a note along. He makes it clear that he's not showing up to the duel. He's got shit to do. Yeah, busy. But Stark pretends that he doesn't get the note and shows up anyway. And when Minnes doesn't show up, he declares himself the winner and that Minis is a coward and tells the whole city Menace is a coward. Well, that pisses Menace right off. So he finds out Stark is staying at the city hotel. And he goes to the hotel, and like, goes to the bar and says, send a note up to him and tell him to get his ass down here. And so like Stark takes a while, but he gets fully dressed, and he comes downstairs, and Philip Menace turns around and screams, I pronounce you, James Stark, a coward. They both reach for the gun. Shoot! Shoot! Minis goes first. Stark falls down dead down the stairs. At the city hotel, which is now the Moon River Brewing oh, Company. Shut up! We love there. that place. We're going there today, guys. We're going there. Oh my yes. God, we've been on those stairs. We have heard that we've been on those stairs. We've been in that basement. And that's the city hotel where they used to chain the lions in the basement. Basement, yes. yeah. We, right? And That the, was scary when we so went there during up. that like pub crawl thing. So they say to this day that the lions are still uh, haunting the basement. Uh-huh. And James Stark, the, the thing that they say fell down the stairs,
1: that's James Stark from the story. Oh. Uh, right? That's, that's so awesome. Amazing. By the way, what is, I mean, it's 2018. If I came to you when I was like, I, ah, Erica Jarvis, pronounce you Beth schaefer gorilla, a coward, you would be like... Are you done? I feel like, I'd be like <laughs> step seriously, over me. step down with yourself.
2: Like, who the hell are you? That's
0: why you have to Facebook every day now, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that is know. true.
2: That's true. Now people just sit by their keyboards and do it. They don't go in person. Like, whatever. They're oh. called
0: trolls, not
1: cowards. Our president
0: <laughs> tweets these things 10 times a day. For sure. <laughs> yeah, and he gets us in that, other okay. trouble.
1: That is so awesome, and I cannot wait to go to Moon River later tonight, and I'm drinking a yoga mat beer. Yeah, you I are. I have been waiting for it for two years.
0: Yes. is so yoga t- pants?
1: No, it's yoga mat. I think. It's yoga mat. Anyway, we'll Either find out way, later. i well, There'll excited. be an addendum
0: to the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, let me tell you another Let me tell you another one. Francis Sorrel started his life as Francois Sorrel, something <laughs> like that. He's a French descendant, but of slaves. So he's a, a dark-skinned descendant, but he's a black man. And um, he moves to Savannah. He's got his first wife. They had two children. His first wife passed, I believe, with that yellow fever, by the way. Wow. Um, and his second wife, Matilda, he met, married. They had eight more children together. But she lived a life of severe depression, untreated at the time, and was said to have taken to her bed for days at a time, weeks at a time. Oh, it
1: sounds so boring.
0: Now, in true irony, the house was still being taken care of because Frances Sorel, the descendant of slaves, has slaves because he's a free man now. And so Molly, his favorite slave especially, takes real uh, good care of him.
1: We love on this podcast when we talk about Laura being like, so-and-so's favorite slave. So-and-so's
0: favorite slave. <laughs> yeah. Molly and Francis were having I an affair. Of course they One are. day, Matilda gets out of bed, like, hmm, what's happening around the house? Goes oh. into her husband's bedroom, and guess what she finds? I'm doing it. They For were sure doing
1: it. Yeah, the
0: sex and Matilda. <laughs> They're having the sex. They're having the sex. <laughs> Matilda is said to turn around, go out of his bedroom, back into hers, and hop off the balcony.
1: Oh, <gasps> just like, what? straight. Just can you imagine? She didn't even call him a coward first. She,
0: she didn't call him a coward.
2: <laughs> How she untimely. She did.
0: <laughs> she didn't have words. <laughs> she was like, Oh, I see. Walk, 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 jump, murder, murder. No, well, self-murder. Murder, yeah, murder yourself. And Molly, the slave, is feeling pretty bad about this. So she yeah. also committed suicide two days later. Is he uh, worth in, this? In the carriage house. <laughs> That's got to well, be some you know, serious because, love, and
2: they're getting out of this dude. No, 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 no.
0: no. They did actually say on the podcast yeah. that given the time and place, Molly being a slave, probably, it was not yeah. passionate for her, probably. Uh, it was definitely, it. he picked her, and she's the slave. Oh, and Molly, yeah. hashtag me too. Yeah, hashtag yeah. me too. Justice for Molly. (laughs) Um, But anyway, this house now stands empty that they were in, and uh, they say that guests to the house now, which I assume are ghost tour guests. By the way, you guys, rewinders, You have to know that when we were here last, we did a pub crawl slash ghost tour of Savannah and learned some things. That's how we know about Moon River, and we know some of these other stories that sound kind of vaguely familiar. But visitors to the house now will say that they'll feel – They'll hear you know, cries upstairs. They'll feel hands grabbing Ooh. them. Um, sometimes even something as hard as a hit. Listen, hard pass. Yeah, You know how I feel about ghosts. Yeah. Like, I love a
2: ghost story. When we did like, our
1: ghost tour pub crawl, at one point in time, I, like... At one of the bars, I think it was Moon River. I came over from my spot to walk over closer to you guys, and the two of you were like, "No, Don't do do not touch us. Don't do you anything. Can't come near me. Don't we touch thought, me." You like, thought you were gonna try some shit, and it was right after
0: our host too had said, "A lot of times, women in this room will feel their purse straps tightening around their neck, and that is the ghost pulling, you know, the, the yeah. purse and trying to." And I saw you. you
2: like walking closely towards us. I was like, "Don't even try it." There's. And I also I put a hand between
0: my neck and my purse <laughs> strap, like, "No, not none of this." I was Mm-mm. just standing with
1: strangers. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go stay with my friends." two of you she's were like, no. <laughs> um, let me tell you another so
0: one. Good. Let me tell you another one. Okay, so this is the story of Alice Riley. This was early on in Savannah times, two years after it was settled. So this is 1734. Um, again, Oglethorpe is getting people to come over for basically indentured service yeah. purposes, but it gets them out of being in jail in England. So Alice Riley, she's Irish. She's poor. She takes up on this. And she comes over and becomes a servant for an old and mean man named William Wise. Okay. Now, he actually doesn't live in the city proper. He lives on an island in the river called Hutchinson Island, which I believe you can see when you first come down onto River Street from Bay Street, uh-huh. when you first take that down, like, on the pirate museum side. Okay. I think that's where the island okay. is. I'm on board. We'll take a look later yeah. today. But anyway, they live over there, and there's another indentured servant that's about Alice's age named Richard White. And the two of them get along real good and keep each other kind of from not going crazy. And William Wise, um, he's a widower. Like I said, he's rich, he's old, and he's mean. And he becomes especially mean at bath time, which is Alice and Richard's job to bathe him. And so it said that what? he they would have to bathe him. And he would just harass, you're not doing this right, say mean things to them, do it say mean best. things while bath time is going on. We just had a long conversation about baths yesterday, and I think they should be relaxing. I don't know why you want to scream at someone in the bathtub. See,
1: I want an O Magazine, a Pinot Noir, right? and a bubble something yeah, I don't situation. even want a bath,
2: so Well, yes, I does not want a bath. No.
1: But it didn't work out for good old William
0: because they, he pissed them off so bad that they drowned him in his bath. <laughs> they're like like do you, you blame should them? yeah he was going off on them and they were like well, you know what f you head down in the water until yeah. the bubbles stop oh. is what happened there so you know it's not like they thought out a uh, getaway plan real good so they're caught and convicted pretty quickly um there is record on what happens to alice only because as soon as she's caught and she's about to go to trial she's wait- she says wait stop impregnant pregnant which turned out she was. Wow. Whether it was Richard's child, which was kind of the common theory, or William's, ew, ew. We don't know, but it kept her alive, and there's actually no record what happened to Richard White, other than he probably was executed, but it was so unimportant. It wasn't yeah. recorded in history, but um, she was kept alive long enough to give birth to her son, which she named after James Oglethorpe in the hopes of getting a little bit of sympathy. Uh, And it didn't work. They still sentenced her to die, and she was hung in Wright Square. So we gotta look for that woman there later today too.
1: W R I G H T.
0: Well, I heard it on a podcast, but yes, I believe so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But to this day, at night in Wright Square, there is said to be a woman in Tawdry white uh, linens. Who walks around and approaches strangers asking at night? For the baby? Asking for her baby. Yes. I no. need this. Yes. I, can't, I can't do that. no and, no, 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 this and, is where I become a total And the tree she was hung from in White Square mm-hmm. is still there. To this day is still there. And she cursed everyone in the square as she was being hung. And that tree is the only one that does
2: not grow leaves. <gasps> Shut up. No, I won't. <gasps> I have so many no.
1: goosebumps. I'm so excited. I know. We have got to go find Like,
2: I have such I a love-hate love relationship with this kind of stuff. Like, I love it so much, but I'm also like, oh, God, it's so scary. I know. Well, don't
1: murder. Yes. <laughs> I don't plan on it.
0: So, you guys, this was episode 80 of Lore. There's a couple other stories that I've left out, but I think y'all get the gist. I think yeah. we've got some good juice to go uh, check up on this evening in Savannah. Yeah, we do. I'm so um, excited. I just love that southern little gem. Yeah. I... I'm so excited. The weather's
2: kind of perfect to go to Savannah right now, too. It's
1: pretty good. It really is. So, like, Beth, this is your first time being with us, doing a full Podcast Rewind show. Yeah. And I know you said in the past that you get really mad at us, that you aren't on the show with us sometimes, because you (laughs) yell at us in the car, because you know us so well. You're our other third. Well,
2: for, like, two, for, like, a year, at least, minimum. Minimum. I would go out to like happy hours and drinks and this kind of stuff, and you guys would talk about your podcasts, and I had no idea what you were talking about. So I was just listening to, yeah, I was like that you were listening to, yeah, yeah, were listening to and, and so I would just kind of nod and smile along or whatever. But it, when we would talk about like re, like topics that were happening right now, I would try to chime in, and I'd be like, no. But but this is my thought on it. So now when we're I'm in the car and I'm driving between appointments or between like like things that I'm doing, you know whether it's daycare or whatever, I'm going. No, Erica, Amy, this is how I feel about this thing, and I'm like yelling at the radio. My son in his car seat, the back seat is like. Mama, no. Mama, no. Like, because he realizes that I can't talk to you,
1: but I don't realize it. Oh, good. The two-year-old knows that you can't talk to the radio.
2: Henry's always going to be smarter than me. Like, I have just, I am okay with that. Should yeah. you teach him
1: to drive then, and you can just sit
0: in the back? Yeah, so get
2: this. So I've been listening to My Favorite Murder with him in the car. Which is
0: that, Which is
2: probably not the best parenting choice, but once again, whatever. Foul Shame language. me as a parent if you want to. But, like, so the other day I went to take him out of the car to go into daycare, and he was like, Mama, murder, oh. mama! And I was like, "No! Oh my I, gosh,
1: worst parent ever!" Mama, stay sexy. Ooh, Beth, come on, man! Best friend of the pod finishes the rose and knock. And the bottle. Over. So you know what that means? Once you knock the bottle of wine over, podcast, podcast over. <laughs> so Beth and everybody, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Podcast RWD, Facebook, Podcast Rewind. If you like Beth. Have things that you want to tell us because you're yelling at your radio or your phone. Send us an email at podcastrwd at gmail.com. Hit us up on Patreon. But you know what to do no matter what. Don't forget. Be kind.
0: And and rewind. Said <laughs> <laughs> said, stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Let's try that again. Ready?
1: <laughs> Three, two, one. Be kind, be kind and, and rewind. rewind. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>